0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back into Talk Off. It is Friday, July 21st. Zach, how are we doing today?
1: Doing all right. You know, hanging in there. Just wait until Friday, and it is officially Friday. It is officially Friday. When we record the Friday episode on Thursday night, that's when I truly feel like it's Friday. So uh, it's officially Friday. Congrats, everybody, for making it through the week. This is such a slow week. I'm so excited that it's the weekend, and I'm ready to watch some good baseball, some good golf, have some beers, and sit. Yeah, we ready uh, to kick good, it
0: back and have heart. a good weekend. There's nothing better than having a good weekend. What's the point of the week if it's not for the weekend? I think that, yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. Like, the weekends wouldn't be as fun if it wasn't for the week. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah,
1: the week sucks, but... The pain and suffering you go through in the week
0: makes the weekend that much better. It's kind of funny how you're just on like an endless cycle, right? It's like it's it's like life kind of feels like it's on repeat sometimes, um, because it pretty much is. I always I am the biggest per like
1: I say this all the time. I do the exact same thing every single day, down to like almost the second. And it, it never changes. And the weekend, sometimes it changes. But during the Monday through Friday, I wake up at the same time. I take a shit at the same time. I take a shower at the same time. I go to work at the same time. I come home at the same time. I lay in my bed. I get out of my bed. I eat dinner. I lay in my bed. I do the next thing the next morning. It's It's like clockwork every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm essentially the same way. I feel like that's most people, mo- most normal human beings. I always say, like, when I'm super bored, it's like, what do people do? What do you do? Yeah, what do people do? You're people not do? laying
1: in your bed doing nothing. What are you doing?
0: I guess people go for, like, hikes or runs. What am I, a fucking Olympist? Olymp-
1: Olympist. Olympist.
0: That's not a thing. That, um, that's, you know what I mean? Close Olympian. to a thing. It's like a few letters off, but well, let's get into some baseball talk, Zach. Let's uh let's start out with probably some of the bigger news today. Jared Kelnick kicking a water cooler and breaking his foot. Uh, I felt bad for the guy. Not gonna lie, former did you though? Former, former met. No, here. here okay, I, f- I feel bad for the guy just because he cried. If you cry, you can't feel bad for a guy who cries. Like it. Like it's for true. example, uh, not a big Wyndham Clark guy. Like very outspoken, that I pray on his downfall. Wish nothing but pain and suffering.
1: Wyndham Clark,
0: yes, nothing but trying times for Clark. But when he won the U.S. Open and started crying, you you can't root against a crying guy. So I was I like, did, good, I'm good sorry. win, good win, good win. Can't root against a crying guy. So uh, Jared Kelnick kicked water cooler. Dumb, dumb thing to do. He admitted it. Stupid thing to do. Uh, felt bad for him because he cried. Can't can't I root against so a guy hard. who cries. I I I think it's so funny. I, I the
1: funniest thing to me are injuries when you're just doing nothing. Like he did that to himself. He did not need to kick a cooler. There's so many better things you can do when you strike out and you're pissed about it. You don't need to kick a cooler. Throw the bat at
0: a cooler. Throw the helmet at the cooler. Don't kick it. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, seriously, it's just not the smart thing to do. Not a smart thing to do at all so is is it confirmed that he's out for because he's gonna go into a boot is it is he confirmed out until like if if the Mariners make a postseason run
1: no i think I think they'll get him back within like a little over a month I think it's only a fracture in the foot I don't think he he i know well a fracture is a break it. well i mean just it's just a fracture
0: a fracture is a break
1: yeah, but it's not fully broken. Like Adam Duvall had a fractured wrist. He came back in a month and a half, two months.
0: Fair enough. So yeah, dumb thing to do. Mariners, that's a loss for them in the outfield. And they can't really afford to lose starters considering the fact that they aren't really playing up to what we thought they were going to be at one point in the season. Uh, what are they now? Third in the West? Fourth. Fourth. Okay. Yeah, so the Mariners need all the help they can get. And with Kellenic going down with the foot, it's definitely not helping their cause whatsoever. Let's stay in the American League here. Let's stay with something that happened in the West. Carlos Rodon, another subpar start for the Yankees. The Yankees are on an absolute skid. Uh, They're creeping towards that 500 level right now. And uh, Carlos Rodon did not have his best stuff the other night in Anaheim. And he was booed off the field by Yankees fans. And he... Did he blow a kiss or did he wave at them for I think he blew uh... a kiss?
1: I think he blew a kiss.
0: Now, Zach, Zach and I are uh our teams are in big markets, and I'm assuming most of the people who listen to the show, your teams are in big markets. Uh I think this would blow over in a small market team, but the fact that you're in New York City probably the worst media town to do this in in the world. It's just you
1: you have to know you you just ha- you have to know where you are you have to, not not even where you are you have to know what team you play for you play for the New York Yankees you have a microscope on you when you have that uniform on it's just it's just a fact we have seen the fans get to people in the past the fans can get to people they've they've got they got to Joey Gallo the the fans and the media they got to Joey Gallo and He's playing better now that he's in Minnesota. He, in Minnesota. He's obviously not as good as he was on the Rangers, but he's better than he was in New York. And he came out and basically said that the fans ruined New York for him and he can't handle New York. People can't handle it. Rodon, you know, uh, I, I don't think they should be booing him because, you know, it's his, what, second start out, third start out. Like, he's coming off of injury right now. Like, you can't – how much can you really expect from this guy coming off of injury for half of the year? And Yankee fans should not be booing him. They should be praising him because he's their only chance of making the playoffs right now besides Judge coming back and hitting eight home runs a game. So, yeah, yeah they shouldn't be booing him, but he's been sucking. He's been su- – the, fir- the first two starts have not been good, and he does not – three starts, whatever it's been, have not been good at all, and he just – doesn't look like Carlos Rodon of before he doesn't have the same command the pitches just don't look they don't look like they have the same power that they used to and you have to look at the injury and say that it's probably still bothering him and maybe they rushed him back a little early
0: yeah you have to you have to float that idea out there that it's definitely could be a possibility that the Yankees brought back Rodon a little prematurely but it's like, man, it's it, like for, for a Yankee fan, obviously we talked about this on the last show. Like obviously your temper is short and your expectations are are pretty big for a guy like Rodon, especially with the, the price tag that he came with. It, we said, obviously it's only two starts and now he makes his third start. And it's kind of same the same of what we had seen in the past from Rodon. His ERA is creeping up to like a six now. He's 0-3. This is... uh like we said, the Yankee fans were pissed off, but they only had a two-game sample size. Now it's three. He's 0-3. And now people people are going to start bowing him now, especially tack on what just happened in, in L.A. Like This is not going to help his cause whatsoever. He's going to have to – he hasn't pitched at, in the Bronx yet. Hasn't pitched in the Bronx yet as a Yankee. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the reception he receives in the Bronx next week will be. I, I have to imagine it's it's going to be mixed. It's going to be mixed because I don't care if you're Aaron Judge or if you're uh you know Rizzo or your Higashioka, you're gonna get booed if you're not performing in New York, whether that's yep. Yankees, Mets, it doesn't matter who you are, you're gonna get booed. And Rodan's gotta expect that coming.
1: Yeah, I you you think mixed motions, like I actually think he's gonna get booed by every single person in the stadium. If it it was just because of bad performance, then I think mixed reviews, but after blowing a kiss to the fans that are booing you, like, dude, what do you expect them to do? You've been hurt half the year and, and you come out and you're dog shit and yeah, you're probably dealing with stuff, but you gotta be a fucking professional. And again, know your market, know what uniform you have on and be like, you, you just got to shake it off. You have to take it. Like. They boo every single person. If Judge doesn't get a hit for two weeks, he's getting booed. It's going to happen. And Rodon's been bad for three straight starts. Okay, you get booed. Fucking shake it off and have a better start next time. It's not like the reaction is always worse than what first happens. Like the booing is, is, yeah, whatever. But like it's going to happen. You got to deal with it. You can't react to it. And he did, which makes it. 10 times worse. So he's going to get it so much worse when he pitches in the Bronx.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, this is not an ideal, uh, setup for Rodon's first start as a, um, <laughs> as a, uh, as a Yankee in the Bronx, but he'll, he'll unfortunately just have to keep rolling with the punches at this rate. He's, uh, he's, he has no other choice. Let's, uh, let's move on to the, uh, to the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles are coming up on a big series this weekend, Zach. And they just made a trade. They did? Hey,
1: there, there's no question that this is the biggest series so far this season. And they make a trade. They start out the trade. Like, they start out the trading already. Every It seems like everywhere you look, you're hearing trades, trades this, trade that, trade this, trade that. But like we talked about last episode, it real a lot of things don't happen until at like the last week before the deadline or the last couple of days before the deadline. The Orioles start the trading and they get Fujinami from the Oakland A's, who has been terrible this year, absolutely terrible. And yeah, it's another guy who can eat innings. And yeah, he'll be fine. Like. It, it, people weren't expecting him to be as bad as he is. And yeah, it's hard to pitch in Oakland because they're so fucking bad and that stadium is ginormous. But if this is a sign that they're just going to make these tiny moves again and do absolutely nothing and just rock with the team that they have, I'm pissed because even though they're in the AL East, the Orioles are a team that I want to be good. I, I like when the when the teams that I grew up with, them being like okay or like not spending money or kind of shitty, I like these teams pushing and flipping the narrative and saying, fuck it, we don't have that much money, but we're going to win games. This is the time to spend money. Please spend money. If this is a sign of them just making tiny moves, I'm going to be pissed. Orioles fans are going to be pissed. I think MLB baseball fans are going to be pissed. The Orioles are good for baseball.
0: If they're good, they need to make a move, and Fujinami's not just not. It. No, it's not the move, but it's a, uh, but it's a good start. Let's acknowledge that it's a good start. Um, <laughs> like like we just said, big weekend for the Orioles coming up. They are going into Tampa Bay, uh, to face the Rays. The Rays just got swept by the Rangers. The Orioles, not that hot of a uh, of the past three games themselves, dropping two out of three to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, as we're recording tonight, Rays and uh, Orioles are currently locked three-three top nine. I was three-one last time I checked. Rays it's came 3-3 back three-three top nine right now. So that's probably going to go to extras or. I'm have to turn walk-off. that on my television. Um. So yeah, that's it's a pretty sick game. So yeah, like like we said, this is this is without a doubt some of the bigger games that you could possibly have in July for both teams now. This is this is essentially uh this weekend could determine who sets themselves up better for the division race down the line because yeah. well, uh, right now they're deadlocked for the division. Whoever wins tonight is in the lead.
1: No, dude, 100%. Like this this the, we can't stress enough how big this series is for both teams because honestly, if one team sweeps this is insane because, like, think about it. If if Baltimore sweeps Tampa, Tampa has now been swept twice in a row by two of the best teams in the game. They're down seven in a row, and Baltimore has a four-game lead on Tampa with Tampa struggling and the trade deadline coming. That even flips things for Tampa because if they blow this series, I fully expect them to make hardcore moves at the deadline. Like, I'm talking, like, calling for Juan Soto type moves at the deadline, calling for wow. Dylan Cease type moves at the deadline. We've They've already been connected to Strowman. We know they want to go after Stroman. I think that's a great piece that they can add. He's had an insane year, and they need another arm because their arms right now are just so unreliable. Everybody in that rotation, it's like a curse. You go to the Tampa, Tampa Bay's rotation, you develop injury problems. Glass now went out again I'm pretty sure Bradley's been bad but they still have Boz who's been out for the whole year Rasmussen is down is down Jeffrey Springs is down that great rotation that we talked about all year is just depleted right now they need another arm I love that Marcus Stroman I, I love that 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 just sets up perfectly for them yeah let's
0: talk about that for a second so Marcus Stroman- Obviously, having a, a a very solid year with the Cubs, uh, and it's not it's not surprised at all. That, I'm not surprised at all that he's being tossed around in trade talks, and uh, him going to the Rays makes complete sense. It does, and and
1: you know, it's teams like the Rays and like the Orioles and like the Rangers that have these insane farm systems that. There's no reason that these are literally like the three best teams in baseball. And they all have the three best farm systems in baseball right now. That's why I think this trademark, is going to be so fucking fun because we could see teams just go all out and just say, fuck it, trade the farm and really still not feel it that much. Like the rays go out. Let's say the rays go out and they, they put forth a Juan Soto package and then a package for Marcus Stroman that maybe drops them from the, Number two farm system to like the number six, they still are gonna have a great farm. The same thing with the Orioles. I've seen a lot of articles saying that the Orioles farm system is double as good as as the Rays, which is in number two. That's how good the Orioles farm is. Trade it. Like I understand you build your farm and you and you are gonna have a good team for years to come and stuff like that. But if you can trade a lot of pieces in your farm system and still keep the Title of best farm in the league. Why would you not?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, something's got to give here. Trade deadline is now just 11, 12 days away. Uh, so something's got to give. And someone someone at the top of the AL East is going to make a big move. Uh, will that be the Rays? Will that be the Orioles? Um, I'm sure this weekend, Zach, after this weekend, Monday, Tuesday of next week, things are really going to start ramping up in terms of rumors. So uh that's going to be awesome. I saw today that Otani and the Angels, they're going to make a decision about 24 to 48 hours before the deadline as to whether they should trade him or not. And they said they want a Juan Soto type package. Listen, if I'm the Angels, you have to here's 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 my here if if I'm the Angels, here's what the call has to has to have. It's got to have at least three top 100 prospects and one like solid major league player right now, and the other team has to be willing to take the Rendon contract too.
1: I don't. I don't think you you're get that much for a rental. I don't. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't because I. I just think. It's so hard to figure out how much he's going to get just because of the rental aspect of it. It would be so much easier if somebody got him and they could control him for a couple of years. But the fact that you're going to get him for two months, I don't think too many teams are going to be willing to give up too much. I am I think it's more of, I think it's going to be two, two to three top a hundred guys and an MLB player. and And that should be it. And I still think that's a lot. I, I don't think anyone's going to take on the Rendon contract. I think
0: I, I I think that's a realistic thing that they want to work in there because I've seen that they really want to move that off their books and they want to start fresh and clean without that contract. I don't think a lot of people are going to be biters for that. But look, if like if you're a team and you can afford to give up this, you know, be, these players, and you can afford to take on this contract, and you think on top of all of this, with all with the, with this all being said and done that you have a shot at resigning Otani in the offseason it might be worth it it might be so worth it. it it
1: it it very well could be worth it and if a package for Otani right now did have to include Rendon's contract i think you have to take out at, at least one top 100 guy i think you're looking at then you're looking at a top 100 guy maybe maybe two guys outside the top 100 maybe top 200 and then the Rendon contract, because mm-hmm. I, I, I just think the Rendon contract is so bad and he's so useless that teams are going to be like, if if we have to take that on, then we can't give you as many good guys because it's just not going to match. And I think if they want to work in the, the Rendon contract, that's going to narrow it down to a very select few of teams that have the farm. To put up an, an Otani level package and still have the funds to pay Rendon. You were talking about teams like Texas now, LA, even though they said they're out, the Yankees. Now we're looking at bigger market teams with deep pockets. This gets the Orioles and the Rays out of there. Now, let's, in my opinion, my personal opinion, there is only one team in baseball that I think should trade for Shohei Otani. That's the Baltimore Orioles because of the fact that if this is me assuming that Rendon's contract can be left out, the capital that they have in the farms is it's just it, you it's can't ridiculous. Even put, you can't put it into words and they can trade away three top 100 guys and be fine. There's just no I, – I feel like there's absolutely no possible reason for anyone to tell me why the Orioles shouldn't do this. Like it just makes perfect sense.
0: To it's me. just like, do they want to pull the trigger on something like that? And I just don't know if they have the balls to do it.
1: That's I don't think that, I don't know if they have the balls to do it either. I don't know if any team has the balls to do it because I feel like even it's kind of like we talk about in the MLB all the time. When you look back on long contracts, usually they regret it almost or like it's like 75, 80% of the time the team regrets the long contract. I think it's the same kind of thing with trading for Otani. Like, you don't, like, I think a a lot of people will look in 10 years and be like, why the fuck did we do that? You know, I think a lot of people are afraid that that's going to happen and it's going to keep a lot of people away from trading for him, especially teams that feel like they can get him next year and free. Yeah, no
0: doubt. I mean,. Like you said, like a lot of a lot of the incentive for these teams to trade for Otani would be if they felt they had a shot at getting him uh, in free agency as well. So re- re-signing him next year, um, but like the Orioles, this essentially would be a rental. I mean, bearing some insane number that the Orioles he's could not get deep in, in their Baltimore. No, he's not. <laughs> I mean, unless the Orioles could like really, I mean, never say never. You wouldn't even like- want to. Never say never. Like you never know. Like he could go there and end up loving it and like like crazier things in this world have happened than like Otani going to Baltimore. But is it extremely unlikely? Yes. So it, it's I just find it hard to believe that Baltimore would risk having all of those young guys walk just right out of their hands for probably two months of Otani. And at that rate, it would be World Series or bust. Because if you trade away, essentially, your top pieces in your farm system, your World Series are bust.
1: I agree. And and that's the only reason why I feel like Baltimore is the only team that can do it and should do it. Because even when they trade them away, yeah, I know. I, like, I really don't – like, I think – that the, the Orioles could trade for Otani and leave gun not Gunner Henderson, uh, Jackson holiday out of it. The number one prospect in baseball. I think they could leave him out of it and still trade for him. So like leaving them still a very good farm. So like, it still is world series or bust, but you don't feel it that much because they're so good. That's why I really think they're the only team that should even be thinking about
0: it. Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's like if Baltimore made that move, it would be league changing. God, it'd be insane. It'd be insane. It'd be insane. Imagine, but and imagine how it would be. He, people would talk about that at the same level as like Babe Ruth going to the Red Sox
1: almost, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Except for except there's just no rivalry, but still, that's fucking insane. Like, imagine how ugly he would look in an Orioles uniform, though.
0: I think he would look weird in any uniform. It would take a while for him to not look weird and in, in, in not in an Angels uniform. He should go to the Reds. I just don't know if the Reds would do that.
1: No, I they absolutely would not. I know they wouldn't, but I feel like he would look good in that uniform because
0: I know what he looks like in red. When he <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> so let's um l- let's talk about a team who absolutely does not need Shohei Otani, and that is the Atlanta Braves. Zach, do we think there is any team out there that can actually beat the Braves in a seven game series for the for the World Series title? I mean anything can happen. Philly made it to the world series last year, but this team looks like they're destined to get a ring. And this would be a a second ring in the last three, four years for the, for the Braves. So this this, is, is dynasty on the horizon.
1: Yeah. So I've kind of been thinking about this a lot today and that's why I wanted, like I wanted to bring up the question when we podcasted, like I was just thinking about it right now. Like, right now, every team with the roster they have right now, the injured people they have right now, everything like that, I don't think anybody can beat the Atlanta Braves in a seven-game World Series. I really don't. Now, some team if some teams get healthy, I think they could put up good fights. Personally, I think if it's Tampa against Atlanta in the World Series, Tampa will get pummeled. I think they will legit get pummeled into the ground like not no other they might squeak out a game same thing with baltimore to be completely honest i just don't think that they can hang with atlanta and then obviously no one from the al central and then when you look at the west i think texas could do it i think their offense is good enough to stay with atlanta's offense it's just going to come down to the pitching now Obviously you have Nathan Eovaldi there. He'll go game 1. Your game 2 starter is who in Texas? John Gray.
0: Yeah. This probably. is like
1: this is when you really needed fucking Jacob DeGrom. Like like they pay Jacob DeGrom to pitch for them in the playoffs and he's not even going to make it there, which is so sad if you're the Rangers because having DeGrom go game 1 or Eovaldi go game 1, the other one goes game 2. Like that is yeah. fucking nuts. That 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 is what people pay to fucking see. But now you got John Gray going in the two. You got what Dane Dunning in the three, and then Martine Perez. Like uh, that's where it gets a little dicey for Texas. That's why I want them to go out and get a pitcher. Was hoping they were going to honestly go get Bieber. It looks like that's not going to happen. Looks like he's not going to get traded. But personally, the only teams that I think have a chance of beating Atlanta would be Texas. I think Houston could do it just because they've been there so much. And there's they're just, they're, they're yeah, I can't yeah. get them out of my head. And then the only other team I think is the Dodgers. And that's barring on if they get healthy. But I think like, those are the only three teams that even have the rosters to try to beat the Atlanta Braves. That's how good the Atlanta Braves are. You, like It's insane. How we talk
0: about the Braves? They are so fucking good. Yeah, the Braves are really, really good. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. The Braves are unbelievable. It, it, it's just like, it, is it going to take, like, like, but let, 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 let's talk about this first. Is there anyone in the National League? We know we, we 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 talk about the Rangers. We talk about the the Astros. Is there anyone in the National League that can take the pennant away from them? I think just L A. Yeah, I think it's just L A. And and I think in a seven game series, I still would take Atlanta. So, like, uh, bearing any crazy is, injury that happens to Atlanta, like that's what I'm saying. The, best team. The,
1: the problem is, is you need so many things for to go right for you to beat Atlanta, and so many things to go wrong for them. Like, in order for L A. to beat them. They need guys to get back and get healthy. They need to guys to start figuring it out that aren't playing that well. And then they need Atlanta to kind of slide a little bit. Like Even a team like Philly, Like, do I think that Philly has the roster that can compare with Atlanta and, and, and they can hit with them and they can almost pitch with them? Yeah, I really do. I really believe that Philly at its best can hang with Atlanta, but we haven't seen Philly at its best. So like I, like I don't know if they're going to turn it on in the playoffs again and that's just what's going to happen from now on for the Phillies. But unless they show me something, I'm not going to say that I think they can beat Atlanta because right now I
0: don't. Yeah, it's 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 fair it's fair. It's in my I don't know if you saw this. Let me let me let me find this uh this stat that I saw last night. It was actually crazy. Uh okay, here we go. So division comparison by Division comparison this season, the AL East has the highest win percentage at 572 and a plus 301 run differential. The second is the NL East with a 526 win percentage and a 50 run differential. The lowest is the Central with a 430 win percentage and a negative 283 run differential. So that just shows you how good the teams are In the East, whether that's National League or American League. I mean, American League, obviously, two of the best teams at the top of the division. But both, I mean, East Coast baseball is as good as it's ever been right now. 100%. We're big proponents on that. East Coast
1: baseball, baseball is way better than West Coast. East Coast is where baseball... Is should be will always be. It's where the Hall of Fame is. It's where baseball is. Baseball is the East Coast, and it feels good when the East Coast is fucking good.
0: Agreed. Fuck the Agreed. West Coast. Fuck like the West Coast. So let, let's 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 not talk about the West Coast. Let's talk about the Central here. Shane Bieber not being traded by the Guardians. What do the Guardians do now? I mean, the Guardians are not in a great division themselves. Uh, I mean, like they theoretically could make a run. <laughs> they, they they could make they a run. They're two games the out. They're two <laughs> games out, but they're two games under five hundred at the same time. Uh, it's like, do you try to make the playoffs and sneak in and get your ass handed to you by someone, or do you just sell now and prep to win next year for this division? And this division is not going to get better like overnight. So. You could sell now and come back strong for 24, or you could try to make a run at 23. There's a lot of different ways that the guardians could go here, but if I were them, I'm selling. Yeah. I'm going to have, this to is not, not a strong playoff
1: roster. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you. They're, I think they should sell, you know, this division is actually so bad that it, it, it's, it's kind of sad. like, we talk about even the the NL Central like the NL Central is like not that good and and we all know that but you look at teams like Cincinnati on an upward trajectory you know a team like Chicago playing better team like Pittsburgh playing better this year you look at the American League and every single one of these teams has had horrible like a terrible the the best season i think in the AL Central right now is Detroit because they're not in last, right? Like winning forty four games right now for Detroit, that's the best team right now in the play. That's the team playing the best in the AL Central, which is fucking terrible. But I agree with you. The Guardians should still sell Shane Bieber. Getting hurt obviously fucking sucks, and now they can't trade him because they. I think they would have got a good package for him that they could have built around in the future, and they have a lot of arms on the team now, and young guys in the system that can come up next year in a couple years that they can fill in for Bieber. They don't really need him right now, and it doesn't look like they're going to extend him. Him getting hurt right now is worst-case scenario. But I still think you have to sell because when you look where you are right now, yeah, you're two games out of the, out of the division, but what the fuck are you doing in the playoffs? Just like you said, This is not a playoff roster. It's not a playoff roster. You're not winning games with this roster. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you made a little bit noise in the playoff last year, but the hero of the playoffs last year for the Guardians was Oscar Gonzalez. I'm pretty sure he's in AAA. Like, this is not the same team as last year. They caught fire last year. It's just not happening. Jimenez stinks. Quan's not the same. Rosario stinks. Ramirez is not carrying. Bell stinks. Miles Straw is the worst player in baseball. It's just not happening this year for the Guardians. Sell what you can, recover,
0: come back next year. Hundred percent. This team is would be far and better by trying next year and not, you know, <laughs> trying to to piece together things for a year that they're probably not really suited to make a run anyway. So. Which sucks, because I actually like the Guardians. Yeah, I mean, the Guardians are a fun team. They're fun to root for. The, they were the youngest team in baseball. That might be changing now at the Orioles. It feels like a new guy is coming up every day. But Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Cincinnati
1: probably gets fucked on that because Joey Votto. Right, yeah. He probably excuse <laughs>
0: that a lot. All right. Is there anything else, Zach, you wanted to uh, talk about? I honestly don't know. I don't think so. That's yeah, a, quick think one. So. Yeah, that was a
1: quick one. We kind of went through that pretty quick. The Open?
0: We can talk about The Open. We, we want to talk, talk about, about The Open? open? Yeah, we I can talk about The Open. I didn't watch
1: any of it today.
0: Oh, really? I consumed a lot of it today.
1: Well, I was doing this thing called work. So was I, man. Well, you work at a media company.
0: There's probably TVs everywhere. Right, yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good – it was it was it was a good uh, it was a good good opening round. There was uh the the Hoylake really showed its uh, teeth today. Zach, I can uh, I can give you a little recap. Uh, Justin Thomas slapped it around the course today. Dude, he, you need to
1: stop using that phrase. You say it about everybody,
0: dude. It's true. It's the funniest word when you just slap dick it around the course. You look like a moron, dude.
2: When do you think the last time he got a nine was? He got a nine today on eighteen.
0: Jesus. He shot an eighty-two at the or an eighty-one at the U.S. Open last month. I wonder if he made a nine there. I'll look. Dude, he's so bad.
2: I think he was eleven over
0: today. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh,
1: who did everybody bet on? Jake, I, w- I would like to hear your bets.
2: Uh, I have Scotty. Most money's on Scotty. Uh, Brooks. Um. Who's the
0: other guy? Mine aren't looking great. Uh, Shot an eighty-one at the U.S. Open this year. Did you have a non? Uh, let me let me look it up. I just found the. See Justin. uh, Jake, I also have Brooks.
2: I think he's going to turn it up tomorrow. Honestly,
0: I
1: have Brooks, Cam Smith, uh, fucking DJ.
2: Oh, I have Cam Smith too.
1: DJ is blowing. It. He's like three. He was like three over when I checked. Fucking loser. And uh, and Victor, because I just love Victor so fucking much.
2: I wanted to bet on Victor, but I don't think he's gonna win a major. Honestly, me, I, I
1: don't think he's gonna win one either. I just fucking love him. I have to sprinkle on him every single event because. One oh, day by he's the way, five in a row.
0: Victor, was, got pooped on today, which means he's gonna win. Well, good because I I have money on him
2: clip he's like i just got shat on
0: <laughs> yeah he did say he's like i just got shat on
1: and then I have, uh, uh justin thomas did
0: not throw a nine downtown. up he did God. not throw a nine up his he he actually uh he almost bogeyed every hole in the back on the second round at lacc but he did not throw a nine up the nine was embarrassing ricky fowler ended the day with uh he ended the day really interestingly. He was on eighteen. He pushed his his approach shot right out of bounds, which out of bounds at this course is legitimately five yards off the fairway. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there's no room to miss in some of these fairways. So Ricky pushes his first his, his approach uh, OB puts his, he drops in the middle of the fairway. Uh, second second drop or his first drop OB again. His second drop goes long on the green. Has to make a downtown putt for double. Ends up making triple eight, one over. He was, if, if he parted out, it would have been two, over, two under, three shots off the lead. Uh, just just an absolute brutal end to the day for Ricky but look he's still still in, still around six shots off it's not that not that bad brooks like you guys said you guys bet on him threw some coin on him only four shots off the pace so there's a lot of action going into the weekend and i don't really know who's going to win this tournament to be honest with you this is uh, i i don't really know if anyone's game is necessarily built for a course like this i think it's just whoever plays their best under these conditions
1: all I know is that if Wyndham Clark wins, I'm gonna shoot myself in the face.
0: Yeah, no. If Wyndham Clark wins, uh, I will not be happy.
2: What about Emiliano Grillo or whatever? What if
1: <laughs> I'll turn my TV off. I don't like when random people win.
2: Right, but Wyndham Clark's no longer a random person.
1: Yes, he is. He's, he's a fucking so his name is Wyndham Jake.
2: That's a cool. That's kind of a cool name. Did you throw no, a coin on yeah. him? No, I didn't. I don't think he's gonna win. I hope he doesn't.
0: Stop calling it coin. Why? This is weird, you creep. No, oh, I like that expression. Did you throw a coin on him? All right. Whatever you say. You want to do picks? Yeah, let's do some picks. Powered by Riverside. Picks for Friday, July twenty first. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. You all know right. what I'm picking.
1: Uh-oh. Let's go. Red Sox. All right.
0: Well, I mean, all right, fine. If you're gonna be Let's that guy, then I'll Red go Mets. Sox. I'll I'll come go right at the gate. Go I'll that's money line. Go Let's ahead. Go.
1: Take take Met's money line. Yoshida is gonna take fucking Kodai Senga. Ding dong! Nope. See ya.
0: Nope. Nope. Yep. 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 Matt's money line tomorrow. Fine. I, stink, was, I was not going to pick that game, but. Stink. Nope. All right, Jake. What you got? Orioles over?
2: Uh, no, we're going to go with something very different. And you actually, the listeners are going to have two hours to tail this because uh, the person who I'm betting on tees off at uh, 2 a.m. <laughs> Eastern. So we're going to go Alexander Bjork, whatever, uh, over Adrian Adagui. It's a round matchup between the two, and uh, Bajork, whatever, he's been playing great golf. Kind of, kind of <laughs> looked him up today, so uh, Jake. Yeah. let's go with Alexander Bajork.
1: Let's go Bajork. Let's go Bajork. I'm a huge
0: Bajork guy. All right, roulette. I can, Oh, no, uh, Sunday night. Sunday night. Oh, oh, oh. I got Red Sox. I got Mets. I mean uh, – <laughs> It's
1: Carrasco against uh, an opener.
0: Uh, Mets.
2: If you take
1: Mets, Jake, this could really separate us.
2: I know. I think I was going to take – I think I'm going to take the Mets. Yes. Mets.
0: All right. Yes.
2: do come from my first place back.
1: Nah. I'm not giving it up. There's no fucking way. I'm now hitting. roulette. Daz is losing.
0: Now roulette. I can do it. I was just I was just going to do it. Oh, okay. Good. Then I don't have to. All right. Numbers. 5.
2: You're just going in for my numbers. <laughs> um
1: cuz I think it'd be funny when I hit with your numbers before you do. 15. I I got 10. Why are we just doing intervals of 5? I don't
0: know. I just realized that. <clears throat> la, right. la 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 My right. dealer la Bamba. is. Wait. La Bomba's a great song. And he's spinning now. La 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 Oh, Oh eleven.
2: Oh
1: So cool. I need to stop taking Jake's numbers. Black
0: eleven. They never hit. I'm I'm an unlucky they guy. they never hit.
2: No, I'm telling you.
0: Are you bad luck?
1: Thanks a lot, Jake. Thanks for nothing. Thanks, meat.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for our show. Uh have a good weekend, everybody. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Deuces. Later. Later. Alligator. Crocodile.